It's time for the Voice of Reason podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean Phillips, Andy Van Beber, and Travis Kirkendall. And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is, what day is it? Oh my God, it is the 20- end of the month. It is November 29th, yeah. years 2023. Where has this year gone? Just a couple, you know, just not too long ago, it felt like you would, you know, I remember the days of you could go out, you know, without a mask on and be a charged for murder you know i uh, i miss those days i miss i miss those days when you know you would you could go on facebook and you know if someone saw that you you know sat eight foot within someone they were like <laughs> you and charles manson are the same person and just go ahead and carve you, know, it, you might not be you forehead. might not be the one with the knife <laughs> but you are just as bad mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Man, I, I I wonder how hell is treating old Uncle Charlie. Oh, you know, I, I, tell you I, he's, he's, I wonder know, how he's doing. Oh, you know, I'm sure he has his daily pineapple, pineapple up the old cahoot. You know, and you know, do you think that like you know, it maybe maybe like in hell, you know, obviously aside from it sucking, you know, oh, yeah. most days, uh, you know, I wonder if ever like like is hell for like you know Jeffrey Epstein? Is it just like? having to sit next to you know charlie like is that what hell is and then oh. they you know they you know your jeff tries to reminisce about you know all the <laughs> all the young all the young tang and then he just charlie charles just won't shut you up you know is that is like oh god if i could if i could have hillary kill me again i would <laughs> and helter skelter playing the whole time in the background and God. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of of where Charlie is and what he's doing. And I, did you ever? So, did you ever see Sandler's movie Little Nicky? Did you ever watch that? Yes. Yeah. Ben, Ben, Ben. God, been a while. I actually think I when I watched that last, it was on VHS. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, that's like one of those guilty pleasure movies that I watch that you're like, Mm -hmm. you laugh at, and you know it's not, I know it's not biblically correct or anything like that, but I just love Mm -hmm. seeing Hitler get a pineapple shoved up his butt every day, and, you know. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's a show that I really like. Um, It's a guilty pleasure show of mine, and it's called, it's it's an adult swim show, you know, it's, it's done now, it's been off the air for a while. Episodes are like 15 minutes. You definitely can't watch it with any of the kids, but it's it's called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. And basically it it like follows this demon named Gary who works in marketing for Satan. And like <laughs> I think what's so funny about the show for me at least is because like every day sucks for them. Like there's like even when they think that like, you know, Satan's becoming a cool boss, he'll like make them lick Cerberus's asshole. Like, it's just like, it's, it's one oh, of, oh, it's, it's one of those shows that's like oh really, really funny. And, uh, oh, that's, that's yeah, fantastic. it's, it's, that's it's definitely fantastic. like worth, worth, but you, the thing that sucks oh. about it, and this is a, a different topic for a different day, cause it's not what we're covering today, but it's one of those things that's like, it's not lost media, 
but like it used to be on Hulu, no longer on Hulu. It got moved to Max. It's no longer on Max. Now the only way that you can watch it is on the Adult Swim app where you can stream. They have marathons that just play it or you can watch the episodes with ads. But it's like it used to be like my oh, man. That sounds my gross. my white noise at night. Like I would put it on when going just to bed to... on, you know, oh, and now man. I now I can't. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, they I used to there. There were a lot of. I I hate that Cartoon Network and Adult Swim isn't what it used to be. I mean, any more mm. stuff. I mm-hmm. when Adult Swim first came on, and I have a I have an action figure of it. Actually, they used to do the show called Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and it was just yeah. I loved that show, and I mean I can't even find that anywhere anymore. So no, I remember one of my favorite things about. I mean, one of my favorite things about Adult Swim was uh so a show that i did not watch as a kid that i i wish i would have but it just it wasn't actually like when i was a kid wasn't wasn't popular anymore um but as far as like a tv medium goes it's a great show and that's uh Wee herman's playhouse yes it's it's actually a brilliant show lawrence lawrence but lawrence fishburne got his start on that show and uh i'm trying to think who else got their start on that show he was he was what was his name cowboy um yeah, but anyway, go ahead. And, uh, well, what's crazy is, like, that show, um, and, and rest in peace, Paul Rubens, by the way. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that show was on Adult Swim. They put that show on Adult Swim. Was it Swim really? I didn't know for, uh, And I, it was, like, a, a mixture of things because, you know, there was the controversy about Paul Rubens because he got caught in a... And in, a, in an adult, adult movie theater, theater yes, you know, yep. doing Pleasure, what you would do in an adult movie theater. Yourself, yes. But um, I, I, so I think it was like, you know, a little bit of that, but also, um, you know, it's a show, Adult Swim, you know, got to the point where it was like they made television show for people that were tripping on acid. And so, like, they kind of put Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse on there for people that, you know, would be on acid and would watch or high and would watch Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. But that's how I got introduced to the show and was like, th- I see why this was such a big show when it when it was. Because, again, like like I said, when I was a kid, it was not. Um, but, it, but it was brilliant. I mean, like the, the set designs were amazing. Yes. Uh, Paul Rubens was obviously amazing. The characters that he created on that show were amazing. Um, so it's it's definitely one of those one of those shows that it's. Um, you know, I'd I'd love to go back and rewatch now, even with my kids, because it's I watched it's a great show. show. I watched that show, so that used to be on CBS, and CBS's morning lineups, Saturday morning lineup. Of course, I watched it. They would start with the old school. They do lo- they would do Looney Tunes in the morning, and like seven to seven to eight thirty nine o'clock. Then they would do uh, Disney did this thing. Uh, well, it, it was uh, not Disney. Um, Muppets did this thing called Muppet Babies, which actually was because mm-hmm. they would inter, they would intermix in like movie clips and stuff like that, and then they went into Pee Wee's Playhouse. And I I mean I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know just all the you know that's the word of the day, what? you know yeah yeah and yeah. I mean that's that those that, those are definitely those are definitely good good memories and. uh uh, yeah, that that takes that does take me back a, a lot. You know, I think that's what's so it, it's a lost medium now. And and you know what? I'll give there, there's a couple shows that still do it well. Obviously, 
Um, so I, I don't, I don't know about you, but my, for whatever reason, and I, she, I think she, the best answer I've gotten from her was I don't, I didn't like it, but, um, so I didn't watch, I didn't really, my parents wouldn't, well, my parents, my dad wouldn't have given a shit, but my mom <laughs> really didn't let my sister or I watch Sesame street as what? a kid. They didn't really watch. She just, I don't think she, I don't think she enjoyed it. So I don't, I, it was just like one of those ones, like we weren't allowed to watch. And so, um, but I, I see it now on PBS, and it does. It, it's a it's a great show because those those shows where you know that little mixture of live action and, and puppeteering, it's just not you know not as common. And so I, I it, it's it's one of those like lost arts and kids shows where uh, there's nothing wrong with animation. I watched so much animation right. growing up as a kid, right. but like. Even so, I love. There's a show on PBS. My my daughter loves it. It's called Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger is an my, amazing yep, show. Yep. Just, but the thing, it's it, it hurts because as much as I love Daniel Tiger, it's not Mister Rogers. It's you not know, Mr. it's Rogers. not. I mean, it's, it's not Mister Rogers. It's inspired by Mister mm-hmm. Rogers, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Mister. Ro- and and so that's yeah, Mister Rogers is another another show where. You know, he was like the Bob Ross for for children yes. of that yes, this perfectly. gentle, gentle soul. That um, you know, it, what's 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 crazy about Mister Rogers, and and maybe you can attest to this because you might have someone um, like this, but I feel like for some kids, like especially shows, you know, where where Mister Rogers, where the level of famous that he was in broadcast television for children was like Mr. Rogers was almost like a household yes. member. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was someone yeah. that lived in your home who I've, I've talked to adults. I've talked to people that are like, I confided in Mr. Rogers. Yes, like I was, had, you look you know, at him like he was, he was a, he was mm-hmm. like, you looked at him as like, he wasn't the guy on TV. You looked at him as, mm-hmm. Hey, it's time to let, cause he just the, just some of the lessons that I just, he had the puppet segment he had on there was called the land of make believe. Mm-hmm. And I, as a, as a child, I always thought that was the best part of the show because, and he did, I think he did like 95% of the puppeting himself on sure. that, the voices and everything on like that. And then just all the different things that he did. And if you, and for people who don't know a lot about, uh, Fred Rogers is you watch uh, a movie that Tom, uh, Tom Hanks did called Will You? I think it's called Will You Be My Neighbor, and it was the life. It was just basically this biographic, uh, uh, kind of a late uh, kind. Of, it was based off of the story of this guy who interviewed Rogers, you know, later on in life and everything, toward the end of his career, and really a really good movie. And uh, it really caused me to reminisce. And I, I mean, Tom Hanks knocked it out of the park. Um, but it was, I, yeah, right there. You are right. That is a lost medium. And there are good, there were good shows that, you know, my kids, but just, you you know, I, it might've not been around whenever your kids at their age, but a show that I saw that was like a, a puppet show that was amazing. It was on PBS. It was called between the lions. Did you, did they ever, mm-hmm. so it was basically about this like library and it had a bunch of, you know, animal puppets and stuff like that. It was a PBS show. Um, it was another really good one. Reminded me a lot of like reading rainbow, 
Mm. You know, and 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 LeVar Reading Burton, Rainbow yep, was yep. Lavar Burton was, and that's another show I watched. Oh, so good! Yeah, no, Reading Rainbow was, uh, isn't to this day like the theme song, the intro for everything to look you know, up in the sky. Rainbow. Yeah, 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 so good. And uh, it's it's like you know another another character you know that I know for a lot of people in the same way that Fred Rogers was that I've I've heard that was like quite literally some people's father figure um it was uncle phil from the um um oh uh, fresh prince uh, fresh prince yeah fresh yep. prince of bel-air yep. was like was the for for a lot of you know folks was quite literally like that father figure to them where like when him when he would talk to will a lot of you know people would be like oh i, I get what he's you know what he's saying he's not just speaking to will he's he's speaking to me well um and I, I find it kind of, I don't know, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I just, I, I don't like that there's not, to me, and maybe you maybe you can remind me, or I just I just don't watch enough TV. There's just not those, I don't think there's those larger-than-life iconic figures that really are kind of, I don't want to say a moral compass, but a, just a voice of, pardon the pun, but the voice of reason, you know, like mm-hmm. the Fred Rogers. And I, I go a, a way a generation before you. I mean, when I was a toddler, my first memory of shows that my parents let me watch was this guy called Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, and, yeah. And Captain Kangaroo was, he. so he went off, I was born in 74, and I vaguely remember him. I think he went off like in 1980. And, and that was, you know, that was my guy. And then, you know, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood was already going. Sesame Street. We had the we had the Electric Company too. The Electric Company. Mm-hmm. Oh which yeah. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Samuel Jackson. Well, Samuel Jackson. I think actually. Well, no, he wasn't. Who's um, Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman got his start mm. on the Electric Company, and just all these guys who. You know, but those were those live action shows. Uh, now there was another '70s, another one that was called The Great Space Coaster, which was another just crazy. Oh, yeah, yes, The Great Space Coaster. Wow, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's that was. One. You know, you want to talk about like acid trippy kind of, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Great Space Coaster. I think uh, Family Guy actually has a great bit. Yes, they about do. Yes, that. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So because. Well, when when you said it, I, it actually made me think. Um, I think with how media is absorbed today, so this this might sound silly, but aside from like, I, aside from you know, like adult TV shows and characters that you know take over, you know, people that are winning Oscar or not Oscars, but the you know Emmys, Emmys. for yeah, for time. best drama stuff like that. Yep. When I when I think of the last generation of like I, I again because they are very different this this character it is not so much your Fred Rogers it's not your Uncle Phil's but the if in my memory and and maybe I'm wrong and maybe it's just because I've aged out of it but in my opinion the last there's two individuals that I can think of that I feel like personally made a lasting impact on younger, the younger generations, like, uh, 
livelihoods and the and the two that I can think of, and, and again, very different than Fred Rogers and and uh, you know Uncle Phil, but is one second bit is as silly as it sounds, Miley Cyrus, yes, from Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, and then I think one that not quite as big, but one that was in that same era was Selena Gomez with uh, Wizards show, uh, Wizards of Waverly um, Place. And but like the reason why I say that was because by the time that those shows had ended, we were really diving into where media by you know people from ages nine to you know thirteen, we'll even say fourteen. The media was not so much being absorbed through Disney Channel, through Cartoon Network, through things like that. It was being absorbed through YouTube. Yep. So that's when YouTubers the kind age, of the age became of the this, in, you know, right? The in, age of the influencer. So. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that like, for kids shows especially, like this is not a knack on any kid show that's out there today, and this is probably more of a good thing because I think it's a good thing, and I. I d- and you'll understand how I'm saying this, but like, it's a good thing that we'll never have that. I hope we never have a Britney Spears situation again, where <laughs> you have a extremely famous girl from a young age who the moment that she turns like 18 becomes a hypersexualized individual hooker, which yeah. causes a lot of like problems clearly. Right. Um, and like, you know, same thing, like we saw with Miley Cyrus, where it's like, you know, childhood icon, childhood icon, childhood icon turned 18 and became a super, you know, 18, 19, 20 became a super sexualized individual. Right. And I think that those, those days, at least I would hope are like, I can't think of any off the top of my head and, and past that. No, I cannot. No. Yeah, you know, like... like You mentioned those two. Which is a good thing. Well, um, but think about what the kids, the stuff that they're... I mean, and I, I, I think it's a stretch to call it entertainment because my kids watch these... They have these YouTube shows that they... And again, I use that... I'll toss that term around loosely. Shows that mm-hmm. are... I mean... You know that these people crank these things out once a week, uh, and and no, not major disrespect, but I the one that comes to my mind is Darman. Darman tries to do these shows. He's a, I believe, is a second generation Indian immigrant here. His parents, he's you know, he's he's a he's a Christian guy, but he he makes these you know what happens when the bully da 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 and you know and tries to teach a life lesson, but they're just terrible actors, and it's. The production quality is just, you can tell that it's like they do it together in a week's time. And to call it, to call it a, a show, you know, I mean, because you're not, I mean, my kids will, I mean, I, some of the kids I have like now in high school are like, well, you know, Hey, I remember watching such and such a guy. Oh yeah. I remember him, but there's not going to, I think it's kind of sad that they won't have the same thing in their childhood like we had when we can say, oh, we had our Fred Rogers, we had the Bob Ross, we had the Captain Kangaroo, we had, you know, LeVar Burton reading Rainbow, we had, yeah, I, the, the level You want to of, know another thing that sucks too? Like, that? I, I hate this for, for kids because 
because you know you can you can get media anywhere that you know yeah. you you can watch any show in the world that you want while taking a shit nowadays <laughs> but there was something special there was something special about saturday mornings getting a bowl of cereal chilling in your pajamas say it, say it. and then for me at my age it was it was wd kids to where you you sat on you played your your saturday morning cartoons your Yu-Gi-Ohs, your Pokemon, your Dragon Ball Z, this huge lineup of Saturday morning cartoons like the CW. You know, there was nowhere else to get it. And um, Animaniacs, that, Pinky and the Brain. Oh, yeah. Yes. And like, well, even so one of, one of my one of my core memories that I, I will never forget. Um, so growing up when I lived in Iowa, so before I moved to Missouri, mm-hmm. my dad was a like a manager of sorts at a homeless shelter in a town called Dubuque, Iowa, where I grew up. It's called the Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. And I remember that a couple, like one or two days out of the week, um, usually sometimes after school, I would head over there at least once a week, sometimes would help serve dinner there. Mm-hmm. There was a thrift shop in the downstairs, so I'd walk around that. But what I really remember was I would get there a little bit after school. And around the time I'd get there, there was one room on the level that my dad worked on that had a TV. It was like a TV lounge. And usually there'd be, you know, 10, 20, like homeless guys that were living at, at the rescue mission at the time, watching the news or watching something on TV. But whenever I would get there, that was when I got there around the hour that Scooby-Doo was on. Right. So I would get there and then they would see that I was showing up and they say, Oh, Sean's here. And they'd flip it to Scooby-Doo, and then I would chill while my dad was in his office right behind me. You know, I would chill in this lounge area with, you know, these these homeless guys that were there watching Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And so, um, you know, things – like, obviously, there's, there's still shows like Cartoon Network still exists. Disney Channel still exists. There's yeah. still shows that, that are there. But, right. you know, even – even you know, we, we talk about wrestling a lot. And, you know – it's crazy to think about how in the late nineties, you know, it was not uncommon for wrestling to be doing demographics of between eight and sometimes even 15 million people on a Monday. Right. And it's like, you know, yesterday raw had one of the best nights it's had in a long time at 1.8 million viewers, 1.8. But what's crazy is that the WWE with makes and that's if you really think about it that's for all intensive purposes like 15 percent of their audience that they had 20 years ago and they're making more money today than they ever have as a company and that's just because of how different things are well, there's you, more money to be made WWE, online and through streaming services because w back in when i was a kid and I would sneak watch this. My parents, you want to talk about a show that my parents didn't let me watch. So WWE used to have this show called Saturday Morning Superstars. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it was like one of like the production company they used to work for. They would pre, you know, they would, they would do one of their live shows and they would do this. It was like Saturday at 11 and it was from 11 to 12 and you would have, uh, it had uh, Vince McMahon and, and uh, Jesse the Body Ventura doing mm-hmm. the the play-by-play of the week you know and i and at the time i knew of course i didn't know anything about 
I mean, I would the the shows that I grew up on in those days. I mean, yeah, because they they made it to where it was like you had Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, the Iron Sheik. Um, oh, what was the Russian guy's name? Um, uh, Boris. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know why uh, I'm blanking. But you had him, and then you had uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and you had, mm-hmm. you know, all these guys who just, you know, and that's, you know, that's what I where I learned. My, my dad's like, oh, that's all fake. And I was like, well, you think, Dad? Do you think? I mean, even at ten years old, I was a smart ass, and I was like, you think? I know they're not hitting him with a chair and just, or whatever. But, but uh, no, yeah. You mentioned Raw, just a little bit of a transition there, but uh, first time ever I watched Survivor Series this last... Oh, great, yeah. yeah. And I never knew of what war games were or anything like that. And I was very so shocked and surprised uh, to see... I mean, I knew it was at... Ro- I think it was at Chicago at the Rosemont Horizon, I think is where it was at. And, yeah, it's definitely in Chicago. But yeah. they... Yeah. And when... I was not expecting CM Punk to come out, and and I just thought, rest in peace, AEW. Thank you very much for your your <laughs> years of service. You've lost the last major talent that you've had, and so that was it. Was, but that War Games format, I thought that was a class. That was, I mean, it was kind of like a mix of. I don't know. I guess you kind of had a little bit of the hell in the cell element, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Just it, it, I liked it. It was good. It was in the two rings. Yeah. So I, I don't want to speak out of out of out of tune here, but I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent positive that it was Dusty Rhodes that created War Games. It was. They they mentioned um, that. Yes. Yeah. And um, so triple h has, has been when he was in the when he was you know spearheading nxt he did takeovers and they did they did war games once or twice a year with nxt mm-hmm. and uh if you have peacock i encourage you to go back and watch some of the first war games matches they did on nxt because i mean the this this past one was was solid the the first ones that they were doing back when nxt was kicking them off are insane um any uh, truthfully if you go back any of the nxt takeovers from their inception up until about three years ago um were just some of the best put together produced wrestling um events i've ever seen i went to one um with uh, my good friends hank and josh we actually went to chicago we did a weekend we did a it was amazing. It was right when I got back from deployment. We did a full weekend of um, wrestling. We went to a live event on a Friday night in – this was before – was SmackDown even back yet? I don't remember. We went to – Friday night we went to a live event in Peoria. And then Saturday we were in Chicago for War Games. Sunday we were there for Money in the Bank. And then we went back Monday. And um, – that uh that well not worries but takeover and that takeover event was amazing i mean johnny gargano tomaso champa in a street fight it was like one of the you know one five-star matches of recent years that wwe had had and it was uh triple h definitely knew what uh, knows what he's doing oh yeah when it when it came to nxt and he's been doing a great job yeah, with, since he's um, taken over i thought he's done yeah. a good 
And holy crap, Randy Orton looked as about as crisp. Jocked. God. He was jocked. Yeah, he's cow. been out for a while. He had back like, surgery. Yeah, that triple fusion back or whatever they said it was. Mm -hmm. Holy. Mm -hmm. and yeah, he but was, he, came he came out and he looked crisp. Beefy. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I was like. Yeah, and people forget, like, Randy Orton is a legit, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, like, oh, yeah. he's a big old dude and uh yeah Same added added yeah. some good mass because he was still cut like oh, was, i need whatever macaroni he's eating because well him he, and, yeah and another one who came back when carlito came back i was like mm -hmm. carlito was this i was like i remember i always thought of carlito as this little twerp who was you know i think back to uh all royal rumble back and i think it was 2015 i think it was the last time i remember when john cena had come back from his torn torn peck or whatever it was that he had. oh that was that was like 2008 yeah that and yeah I, I was i was i was actually i went back on youtube and i watched that the other day and i was like god mm -hmm. he was small and now just like yeah but uh yeah i you know and that's and that again within my adulthood because and i and i said this to, last week you know that's something else i look back on with TV with fond memories because my wife always calls it and she kind of just rolls right, but she calls it soap opera for men. And it is. And I mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I mean, I like the storyline and I like, and, you know, and I, and I get, I'm not doing this to toot your horn too much, but I, when, when you invited us, when you invited me and, and, and Edelman mm -hmm. and we came there and watched it, I mean, just the product, I'm seeing it on a local level because I have a deeper appreciation for it now and to see these guys mm -hmm. who come up through the ranks and how they came up, but to watch these shows now, and you think I can think back, and I can think of God. I still wish I could remember that Russian's name, but I still remember when 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 Hulk Hogan wrestled Iron Sheik for the the heavyweight title, and just you know the whole how that just and he made and and Hulk Hogan had made the cover the first professional mm -hmm. wrestler to make the cover of Sports Illustrated, you know. Yeah, and. To this day, oh, I wish are I you thinking I, of Nikolai Volkov? Nikolai Volkov, yes, yeah, yes. He'd yeah. always come in wearing, waving that Russian flag, and then, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. that, that was yeah, that's that's another like uh, a funny thing about you know just wrestling from back then of the you know the the very staunch you know nationality and proud patriotism. Of you know the well, uh, well I mean you, the day, we yeah. had, well, I remember when Desert Storm was going on. Sergeant, Sla mm -hmm. of course, he was on Sergeant Slaughter started on GI Joe, mm -hmm. and then went, and then they then they find I don't know what the guy's real name is, but when he came over to and then he, I mean they found the perfect guy, who was Sergeant Slaughter from GI Joe, and they brought him over to, <laughs> they brought him over. I was like they, they nailed it, nailed it, you know. And and then and then when Sergeant Solder would go heel, good guy, heel, good guy, heel, good mm -hmm, guy, mm -hmm. drove me nuts. And then when Desert Storm kicked in, it was just like, okay, he's back to being the good guy. Um, you kind of the Iron Sheik was he was older then, and they had another. Again, they had another Middle Eastern wrestler, and then after the nine eleven attacks, like a few years after that, they had another. Middle Eastern guy who had, oh, God, he, he had a little sidekick that wore a white suit, and oh, jeez, I can't think of him. But oh, uh, uh, Davari, Davari was Davari something. Yeah, 
And of course, yeah, yeah, yeah they they had a, they. I remember like during that time, yeah, they had an angle with him and like the Undertaker. Yep. And then they scrapped it, and they like, well, unfortunately, like, like unfortunately, that guy lost his career, even though he was you know just playing a character. Um, but it was like, yeah, we can't put this guy on TV right now due to the you know state of affairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that's the world. And, and I think yeah. that they, I, yeah, so they have to reevaluate that when they do um, television, but. Yeah, that yeah, definitely. But uh anyway, um wow, that took longer than I thought it would. But uh, No, no, it's okay cuz it kind of it's it's spearheaded into a different kind of episode than when we kind of had lined up. But I think that's okay with with, you know, um our our good friend Travis not here today. I think you know, it it's okay that we kind of did a little bit more of a relaxed yeah, fit but um for for this conversation. Couple of things that we want to talk about. We still got some time, but uh Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, bring up. I, I shared um, shared this week, actually today, and uh, the Division of Bureau of Statistics released uh, their. I don't know why they're a month behind, but they released their October report for our good old inflationary rates for for this month, and surprisingly, our we are. And I want your opinion to tell me what you think. But according to the Divisional Bureau, Bureau, the Department of Bureau of Statistics, whatever it's called, that the consumer price index is now down to 3.2. Inflationary rate is now they got it 3.2%. 3.2% higher than what it was last year, to give you a big. And some of the stats that I had that I had looked up and some of the things that they were talking about that were that are still higher is um, energy and um, shelter. And, and the claims that they're making right now is that the, and if I can bring this up again, the, um, that the, uh, oh, I just went blank, that, well, obviously, and gas is going down too. Which I'm still right. I'm still trying to figure out why the price of gasoline is. I don't know what that is, but do you? I kind of put that into our group chat today. That I was like, I, I called. I mean, do you do you think that is that b? Do you think that's BS or do you? I mean, what's your? If you don't get too personal, but I mean, what's your wallet looking like right now? It, it's 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 tight. It's tight across the board on everything. So. This isn't, you know, just gas prices that I'm going to talk here. There's because we've we've seen inflation all over the place. I was watching um, a video. So what am I? What am I guilty? You know, pleasures of the influencer stuff that I like to watch. There's, uh, I, I like watching um, fitness and health and diet videos of like, what am I guilty pleasures? Watching like bodybuilders do their day of eating kind of videos and stuff like that. There's a guy I follow named Thomas DeLong who is a uh, Thomas Delore. My bad. Mm-hmm. He is a um, expert nutritionist and uh, a fitness kind of influencer on the YouTube side, but he's a very, but he's his, his knowledge in uh, as a dietitian is very scientifically based. Um, it's not just like bro science. He's, a, he's, he's like very knows the science of nutrition. And I watched him do, this is a video of you from four years ago of um, a, a budget, grocery hall at aldi where he is going through aldi um 
shopping for, uh, you know, a certain diet, particularly on a budget. And he filled like he specifically said, you know, I'm, I'm here to spend $150 today on, you know, X amount of food. I know for a fact that cart today would be between 225 250 for the same exact cart that he purchased four years ago. Um, when it comes to when it comes to gas prices, gas is weird in the state of Missouri. It's it's crazy to me how oh it's all like over the, in it's Kansas, all over the place. Yeah. yeah, like in Kansas City, um, gas currently costs like two seventy in some places, but like more towards where you guys are, it's like three dollars. Two ninety five in Louisiana, which makes no sense to me that there's that much same, of a discrepancy. Same company, same, same state, same yeah, and same and same. Same, I mean, it's obviously, but it's different. It, it's different uh, own, but it's still the same uh, distribute like Shell and yeah, six Phillips sixty six yeah. and all that. You know, I one of the things that has irked me, and, and we've talked about it, and that has irritated me about uh, a plethora of things from this administration. But as we are rolling into election season, and as we as we are heading towards, you know, re-election, one of the big things that, you know, I see when I see um, pro-Biden um, posts or marketing or campaigning is how many jobs, um, you know, Joe Biden's economy has created. It hasn't. And my take on it is Joe Biden's or Bidenomics have not added jobs. The reason, the reason why the number of jobs has jumped, according to Binomics, is because people are working more than one job. Yes. Individuals that lost jobs during COVID, when COVID shut down, people are now able to work again. It is not that these are new jobs. These were not jobs that were outed out of thin air. Mm-hmm. This is jobs came back after the 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 outbreak of covid and after quarantine but also more americans are struggling and more americans are picking up second jobs that is where the the boom of the the jobs has come from but but i don't i don't i don't care I, i'll see i i wanted i saw a video that was talking about how you know biden was you know groceries are cheaper than they've always no 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 no, no. it is it is and you want to know something crazy too, you know. In the state of Missouri, if you want to qualify for SNAP benefits, if you have a family of four, so if you're a family of four and you want to qualify for food stamps, um, what do you what do you think the the maximum amount of money you can make is in a month? Maximum to amount get, of money to, to qualify for food stamps a month. Uh, and this month. is the most money you can make. To, are you saying to like be a, able so? Are you like saying a family of four? Family of four. This is the most money that a that your your family can make for a family of four for you to be eligible 20, for food stamps. Twenty five hundred. You're twenty four hundred. Yeah. Twenty four hundred. Here's the thing. That's impossible. That's that is impossible. To if it is, if you have a family of four, that's impossible. And let's just let's just do the math. If as a family, twenty four hundred, that is less than thirty thousand dollars. A year, that's $28,800. That's, that's less than minimum wage. Find where a family of four 
if a two bedroom in in the no. in the state if, no. if we're talking about if it's a four bedroom home with two kids and a and a and a and a you know two adults two let's just say it's a two bedroom home where the kids share and the and the adults share yeah where you were like even There's... even in even in small towns no. you know no. i it, it's crazy to me that that is the you know, I uh, we've we've talked about this. We, you you've talked about this since my, you know, freshman year in in one of your classes, is that I will be one of the first to tell you because I I have used them. I I appreciate what they do. Social services are a phenomenal thing mm-hmm. for the for people. Mm-hmm. However, they are not meant for you to live off of for the rest of your life. No, they are meant nope. for you to get off your feet and to get moving and to work towards success. And they are meant to be, like I said, government assistance should be assistance. Assistance, It should not be, it should not be government dependence. Mm. You should have government assistance. There's nothing wrong with government assistance. And my, that's my thing too, is my, we, again, with all the, with all the stupid taxes that I pay, if I, if I knew V, if I knew that my taxes, okay, were going towards things like infrastructure, if they were going things to- towards things like affordable health care, if they were going towards things like assistance, whether it be, you know, food stamps, whether it be grants for, for small businesses, I love it when my tax dollars go to work for things like that. But not again, waste, not waste. we've talked about this when it comes to again if we if we throw the government waste bullshit aside like i i know there's people that disagree and and i'm genuinely like things like snap benefits and wic okay so wic is good for like and, and the the sad thing about wic is that it covers jack shit for fruits and vegetables it covers you know jack shit for milk it covers jack shit for eggs but mind you, it's assistance, so it's you know supposed to be helping. Mm-hmm. But SNAP benefits, <laughs> fuck, you can buy, you, you know, Give me you have to have the back. sign. You have to have the sign in front of McDonald's. Like there's signs in front of McDonald's that say we take EBT. That is McDonald's. That is McDonald's. so ridiculous. So for me, it's like I I'm I, I believe me I I when it, when it comes to, you know, snap benefits for people that are, that are, they're less fortunate than others are on hard times, whatever it might be. There's nothing wrong with, with being on food stamps. I, I, I think that those kind of programs are amazing. They, they, we should want to help our neighbor. We should want to, yes but what the problem lies is, for example, if I'm an individual, say, say I'm a father, right. And I am, I am working to support. I have, a spouse at home and I have two children, but I make 2,500 bucks a month. Okay. And I don't qualify for snap benefits because I'm a hundred dollars over the the maximum. And I'm at Walmart and I'm, and I'm shopping for groceries and I'm struggling and I'm freaking out because I go, you know, I want my kids to eat. I want my kid, my kids to eat healthy. I got to make sure that, but I got to make sure I pay my rent. I got to make sure that I pay for my insurance. I got to make sure that my kid has clothes for school. You know, I got to make sure there's X, Y, Z. Right. And then I look over and there's someone that, you know, might not work. Um, and I see their, their cart is loaded with, Crap. you know, little Debbie's 
uh, Cheetos, Coke, Pepsi, all these things that, you know, and they're, they're, I don't, I don't know what their allowance might be, but they could have a, you know, $600 a month snap allowance to use on whatever they want. You know, I remember, um, and I, and I know I'm getting long winded here, but one of the things I'll never forget when Obamacare first came out, one of the things that I will, I will never forget was a very good friend of mine there. So if you remember how, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure you do, cause you know, you were, you were an adult living and, and, you know, having to work on pay bills and doing all that shit when Obamacare came out. But one of the big things that a lot of people feared were, were, and again, this is why I, do I think that there should be an option for universal healthcare? Absolutely. But I, I still believe that if, if you can afford private health care insurance and you want to buy it, you absolutely should be able to. There's, there should be no telling you, no, you can't buy your own right. private health insurance. But I'll never forget where Obamacare, what a lot of people forget, why a lot of people decided not to vote for Obama again or not to vote Democrat when Trump became president was because when Obamacare came out, people forget. If you were at a certain threshold making money, you did not qualify for the free stuff. And, and even you though you didn't qualify for the, the free yang. stuff. You got charged out the yang. Correct. Your people's and I, what was crazy was this is one of the craziest things I'll never forget. I had a friend who played. I played football with, but was afraid that they weren't going to be able to play football because to play football you had to have insurance. health insurance. Yep. And their family could not. Have, they were. They made too much money for Obamacare, but they did not make enough money to pay for private health care right to pay for their own insurance they because because their 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 premium like tripled yeah. so they couldn't afford that mm-hmm. so then you want to know what happened what what people like to forget about what happened to some people they were penalized 2500 for not having year. insurance uh, let me give you an exa- another example so a friend of mine who i used to go to church with he he ran his own construction company out of out of mm-hmm. uh, here locally and so he had a daughter and two sons. He and his wife ran a daycare out of their home, and he had his construction business. So to ensure his family of four was going to cost, I wanted to say it was like nineteen hundred or two thousand dollars a month. Okay, now, and that's with I believe it was a thousand dollar deductible, which is ridiculous. Okay, so. He did not get insurance. So what he did, what he did, he would put, he, he made his own, but this is, this is kind of early in the beginning before HSA's health savings accounts became a thing. Mm-hmm. And he did his own health savings account. He mm-hmm. would put aside about six to $700 a month in a health savings account. And he would, he'd say, he would save. And I mean, he, it, he did that for, you know, from 2000 whatever it was, 2008, or well, when they did, what was Obamacare, 2012, 11 or mm-hmm. 12? And he did that for four or five, and he had a ton of cash. And at and one of the, one of the things that he took out of it, so when he did his taxes, you know, you had to have that form. You still have to have that form that says that you're, you, have in, you have insurance from somebody, okay? Mm-hmm. And he paid the fine. The fine was $2,500. It was cheaper for him to save up and then he just paid that for that fine out of his HSA and then just go about his merry way. And then his, so he had this thing where his son was playing basketball and his son had a lung collapse and they took him into the hospital. Mm. 
and it was, you know, thousands of dollars. But he had this HSA, and he could, and so, and, and this is the thing that blows my mind. He goes up to the financial office at the hospital and says, if I pay you cash right now, what will you take? And it was over half of what the medical bills were. So when you offer the hot, when you go to the hospital and you say, mm -hmm. here's cash, mm -hmm. what will you take? They'll give you, you know, but mm -hmm. it's just ridiculous. I mean, that was one of the things on the, on the CPI, uh, medical care, com medical care commodities is up 4.7%. Okay. So compared to this time last year, it's up 4.7%. That's one of the higher things. Some of the, th mm -hmm. some of the high things that are really up high, um, so if I look down the list, 4.7 4 on medical groceries, 3.2. Now this, or 3.3. Now get this. Food at home is up 3.3%. Away from home. So going out to eat is up 2.1%. If, you, if you're wanting to promote a healthier lifestyle for people, mm -hmm. and you're making it cheaper for people to go out and eat mm -hmm. than to eat. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You know, energy overall is up 5.4%, but natural gas, this is the one that blew me away. Natural gas is down 21.4%. And that, that really blew my mind. Yeah. But uh, new vehicles, 1.9%, and then the other one was, <laughs> you know. people. See, that's bullshit too, though. 1.9%, that's a load of shit because yeah. cars are expensive, yeah. right? Like they are but more you also expensive. Gotta Used cars especially too. Over, this is over a 12-month period, so in the last 12 that's months. Fair. That's okay. fair. Okay. Yeah, that's And fair. then people in my in my side hustle line of work, transportation services, Uber and Lyft are up 9.2% from last year. And, and I, you want to know who still are, who's not making that nine point two percent? Are the drivers? Driver. The drivers are not making that, mm. and that is. I I tell you what, man. I I uh, so for because you know when we were in California, we only had one parking space. We had one car. We were a one car family. When we were in California. We're eventually going to be a two car family here in Missouri. We're just you know trying to find the right deal because like I just said, cars are super expensive. So we're waiting. Right. Um, so there have been a couple of days when like if Tony needed the car, I would just Uber to work because you know work here is super close so it was you know ten dollars for an uber i would like not trying to be nosy but i would I'll ask him yeah like sometimes if the if the driver would ding ding you know like and i you know they were having a, a ride come up i would look and i would see that it would be like two dollars 85 cents do you want to do this this ride yep. and i would just and i just in my head i'm like mm -mm. are you serious like yeah i i was mind blown that's a three and you so know that would be a that was that's a so a two uh it's actually your base rate that an uber driver will make and it had is at two it's like 265 and that is for mm -hmm. a three mile that's a for a three mile trip so what that let guy me was, ask you this have you have you ever driven because i know you know you've done uber and lyft have you ever driven like in an area where it was like peak hours where yes. like the Ubers and Lyfts yes. were costing people like yes. Now, does the driver? Do you guys make? 
I want to tell you something. Peak money? Or... The best money I ever made was uh, uh, the 2019 St. Patrick's Day. I mm-hmm. Over at Springfield, I mm-hmm. drove for four hours and I made $250. Nice. In four hours. Nice. And I had never, I mean, it was four hours solid of just boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And I was, I was physically, because when you driving Uber in the day, you get less pay, but it's a better crowd of people at night. If you drive mm-hmm. weekends, you make good money, but you earn that money. You mm-hmm. earn that money because I would say it's safe to say 75 to 80% of the time, those people are roasted and toasted. Mm-hmm. And I never had anybody throw up in my car. I had guys like, hey, pull her over. I'm going to get sick. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, I haven't done it. And the, here's the other thing, too. I can tell you why they, because of gas prices. Because right now, mm-hmm. and I get a, and I'm sure, uh, I think Travis and I have had this conversation before, too. Because uh, Travis, I think, did, he did Uber Eats, mm-hmm. I believe. Uber sends out a weekly thing. They are begging for drivers, but, but people aren't driving for Uber or Lyft right now mm-hmm. because the price of gas. For yep. me to go drive in my main, I can drive around here. I won't get. I'll never mm-hmm. get a ride around here. But if I drive to Springfield, Illinois, that's that's that'll be about twenty dollars worth of gas to get over there. I have to. I I. For me, I want to clear at least a hundred bucks before I go home. Now on a weekday, mm-hmm. I can put in eight hours and I'll make about one hundred fifty bucks. But after you know, it's just like, okay, is it worth it? Is it really? But St. Louis, mm-hmm. St. Louis, they have target areas that they are offering. You know, but it's like, it's Delmar, it's Forest Park, it's you know down Olive, all the. I mean, it's Ferguson, it's. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll drive that during the day. I'll drive that during the day, but that's not their peak times. They want people in mm-hmm. the evenings, and I'm like, f that. <laughs> that's am that's, I armed? Like, do I do I get to carry oh, that's, and a that's, that's, rifle? Like, well, you can't. Yeah. That's another thing. Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. If you now they'll cover and they when you sign on they'll cover you with their liability insurance if something happens they'll cover you, but if you're mm-hmm. carrying any kind of weapon, forget it. It's done. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, nine screw that. Like I, I would not be driving out there armed. Not like not armed. Yeah. <laughs> like, the other, and uh, the other, I mean, that's, oh, it's crazy. The other big area. And I want to mention this before we end up. So the other, the other high area, and you, you just mentioned this, the mm-hmm. other big increase in, from this time last year, 6.7% increase in shelter. Okay. Mm. So rent, mortgage, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what we've, we had this discussion a few weeks ago. I think Travis and I did, but I don't even know what interest rates are at right now. I believe in seven and a half, somewhere in that neighborhood, probably. But the price for, and you, you know, you, you bring all of this in. There is, I, I'm, I, I was by, and they, Biden is giving these speeches. He's, and I was saw live coverage pop up on Facebook today. I didn't watch it. He was giving a speech somewhere, you know, singing, trying to sing the praises of Bidenomics, and his his poll numbers are sliding and sliding fast. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, of course, we, all, you, me, and Travis all said five months ago when, when Trump was in the up neck deep in all of his indictments and everything, you're like, there's no way he's going to win. Now you're like, well, mm-hmm. you know, and all of his latest gaffes that he had, if you, by the way, and I'll say this, if you want a good laugh, watch a YouTube of uh, Al Roker talking to Joe Biden on the day of the Macy's Day Parade. It is the most confuzzled three minutes. I mean, Al Roker is trying to carry on some kind of conversation with Joe, and it's just like talking to your aged grandfather and he has no idea what you're talking about it was so bad and awkward and just cringy and you're like oh it was it was rough but hey one last thing and i did share this with you today and i came across this myself today if you are looking for a way to make a side hustle there is a pest control company in north carolina that is offering $2,500 to homeowners who will let them infest their home with American cockroaches for 30 days. If you do that, they will try their pest control method, and if after 30 days it doesn't work, then they will use other the more conventional methods. But they are offering $2,500 to infest your home with cockroaches man if i'm hard enough up and there's there's a link if you want the link let me know because they're they're doing this up until december 31st so if you need to make 2500 bucks we can get you hooked up yourself a rental property and at least you'll get a month <laughs> mortgage paid for Yo, I, 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 there you go there you that's go. crazy that's great that's crazy well, this was fun, man. This was good. This was good. no. This was yeah. This was definitely a good one. I uh, that's good. I I'm excited to have Travis back on, but always it's it's great to talk to you. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, like I said, it's nice that things have have kind of settled down a little bit. And Travis will get um, there. Travis will even, get there soon. It's just going. To yes, be- he's he is experiencing what I got to experience. About you know, about yeah, just about a couple a weeks ago. ago yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. But no, um, definitely like always great to talk to you to our listeners. Thank you guys so much. Um, make sure to be a friend, tell a friend, uh, catch us where you can. And um, hopefully we'll end up on a couple of your guys' Spotify rap this year for yep. most listened to podcasts in your top four, five, three, whatever it might be. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Reason podcast. Be sure to check out our other content on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok.